I'm Susan Page, Washington Bureau Chief of USA Today, and this is Capital Download. We're in our New York City Bureau with the Governor of Colorado, John Hickenlooper. Thanks so much for coming back oh, to you Capital bet. Download. No, glad to be back. You have written a new book. It's out on Tuesday, a memoir titled The Opposite of Woe, My Life in Beer and Politics. And I have this traditional copy of the book here, but you have a very <laughs> unusual version of your book cover. So this is my old restaurant, the Brew Pub, the Wine Coop Brewing Company made this in celebration of the book, The Opposite of Woe. <laughs> so it's a, a whole different approach to, uh, to the book. You know, in the Democratic caucuses you had in Colorado in March, Bernie Sanders beat Hillary Clinton by 19 percentage points, really a crushing yeah. uh, uh, defeat for her. Why did Sanders do so well? And was that, was that a surprise to you? It was a surprise, uh, although Coloradans are very independent and generally don't go the way a, a establishment thinks they should go. Uh, but they're also very pragmatic. I think they'll support Hillary when the, when the general election comes. You know, it's, this is a time when a lot of folks are just very frustrated with government and they want change, whatever that looks like. How much lobbying are you getting now from Sanders folks on this issue? Oh, lots. I mean, and I, you know, Bernie Sanders has painted a, a vision, you know, of, you know, well, we don't have our kids coming out of college with higher debt. I mean, he's done so much to kind of focus on, you know, what the, the directions this country should be going. Uh, Hillary believes in almost all the same things. She's more of an incrementalist, right? She, she says, all right, to get to there, we're going to have to go here and here and here. You know, for the, for the people that want change tomorrow, uh, it's probably not as, as enticing or as exciting. But as someone who's been around this politics for the last 13, 12 or 13 years, I think what she's saying is much more realistic. So I love Bernie, but, but I think that Hillary would be more successful at taking some of these visions of how do we make you know, uh, the, the country more equitable on, on every level, make sure that people get paid a fair wage, make sure that, uh, that kids don't have this huge amounts of debt, that there isn't a huge achievement gap between kids from low-income communities and more affluent communities. All these things that he cares so much about, I think Hillary probably is going to be more successful in, in achieving those goals. You know, here's one of the surprises of this election, which is uh, Donald Trump has cleared the field on the Republican side, that record-sized Republican field. Meanwhile, there is still a fight going on uh, on the Democratic side, although Hillary Clinton is very, very likely to end up as a nominee. Um, is it time for Bernie Sanders to kind of chill his rhetoric and, and turn to the general election support Hillary Clinton? You know, I would never no matter who the candidate was, somebody who's put their heart and soul into it, like, like Bernie Sanders, he's not, he doesn't need me to tell him when to, when to get out or what to do. Uh, I mean, he has really invested himself at a level most people couldn't have imagined how successful he's been. And I think he's made Hillary a much better candidate, right? I think this is going to turn out to be good for her. He's going to do what, what, what he feels is right and, and, and what serves his followers, you know, his community. I think he feels a great deal of loyalty with them. Uh, I trust him to do the right thing. I'm not, you know, I think in the end, everyone's going to come together. You say he's made her a better candidate. Yeah. Is he still helpful, or is, it, he, is he at the point where it's, it's harmful when you look toward the general election? I don't think it's that harmful. I mean, it, obviously, the sooner he comes together and says, all right, I'm with Hillary 100%, uh, I think the sooner that happens, the better. But certainly, you can't argue he's earned the right to, to you know, call his own shots. Do you worry at all about a, a kind of chaotic Democratic convention, uh, one where it highlights the Democrats' divisions, not their unity? 
Well, that's always a risk. You know, a convention is a place where you want a little chaos at the beginning, and then you want everyone coming together. And, and by a little bit of chaos, I mean almost no chaos, a very small <laughs> amount of chaos. But I think that, you know, that, that coming together is what really matters. And, you know, I, I have every uh, total faith that that's going to happen. What does Hillary Clinton need to do to unify the party? The president has to be someone that kids look up to. I mean, again, I don't want to get political, but it's that mm -hmm. season. Do we want our kids looking up to, you know, someone like Donald Trump, who's really is kind of a bully and a, and a blowhard? You know, facts don't really matter that much. I'm going to said this last week. I'm going to say this this week. That's not who we want our kids to look up to. We want someone like Hillary, who, you know, she is. She's a pragmatist. She's a problem solver. She rolls up her sleeves. She gets down the weeds. She learns the facts. She's an amazing listener. I mean, that's kind of who we want our kids to to look up to. I think. So let's say it's Trump versus Clinton, as it now looks likely. Who wins Colorado? I think Hillary does. I think in the end, Hillary, she is the more viable uh, candidate in terms of really being president. And I think when, when you get down to just those two, those two individuals and you get away from all the media blur and, and all the whirling, the flashing lights and the whirling uh, windmills, that she's going she's gonna to be the one that, that comes out, I think, a clear, you know, a clear consensus She's someone who can lead from day one and, and be president that kids will look up to, that our, our allies and our trading partners around the world are not going to feel, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Donald Trump, if he were to get elected, there would be so much uncertainty, always, right? Because you just don't know when he's going to change his mind or you know how is he going to, he said this this time, but he said this that time, what's he really mean? I think it would slow down investment, which if you slow down investment, you, you constrict economic growth. And that could be a real problem. You know, I would say a couple months ago, the conventional wisdom was Donald Trump could not possibly be elected president given his standing with, with women, with Latinos, with African-Americans. And yet now we see a series of national polls that show a really tight race. Do you think this will be a tight race nationwide? Um, it's hard to predict. I mean, again, so many people in America are frustrated with with their status quo and what they perceive as, you know, a rigged system, right? It's, everything's for either the big corporations or for, you know, the really, the really low-income communities. They think the, the middle class has been kind of forgotten. And that does favor someone who's really never been in politics. But I don't think it should favor someone like, like Donald Trump, who really, I mean, in many ways, he's really more about himself, right? He names everything after himself. It's not like he's got a history of, of helping other people. Who's more? Unified Colorado Republicans about their nominee, likely nominee, or Colorado Democrats about their likely nominee? Um, I think Democrats are, but by just a little bit, because <laughs> I think there's still, you know, people still love the, who they supported. And so obviously the, the Cruz folks are not crazy about supporting Donald Trump, and all the, the Bernie folks are, are still, you know, ardent fans of Bernie, and they haven't quite gotten to that point where they're going to embrace Hillary. But I think both sides will probably sort that out. So we are almost to the point where we've chosen nominees. And so the next question, always, always running mates, lots of speculation about potential vice presidents, including your name. The press release on your book calls you a solid prospect for vice president. <laughs> it makes some sense you're the two-term governor of a swing state. Is that a job that you think would be interesting? I think the job would be uh, challenging, but certainly very interesting. I, I always make sure to you know, when people say that you're on the short list, I say, well, it's probably a pretty long list. They call it a short list, but I, and I think I'm probably pretty far down the list. Uh, you know, I love being the governor of Colorado. I think Colorado 
it's not just one of the most beautiful states, and we've become a center for entrepreneurship and innovation. All these millennials have been flocking to Colorado. Um, it would be very hard for me to leave Colorado, right? I, certainly, the vice president is challenging, engaging. You know, it would be a, 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 a hard job, but a great job. But I got a, a hard job and a great job right now that, that I'm in it. Hard to leave Colorado. Also hard to say no, if you were asked. You'd have to look at it pretty hard. Uh, yeah, I think it would be hard to say no. Um, we'd have to have the family meeting. You know, Teddy would have to come in. My son is, you know, about to turn 14. Uh, and we'd have to, you know, sit down as a, as a, a family and, and, and talk it through. And if they ask you about the vetting process, would you be willing to do that? I don't mind the vetting because in a funny way, I am a, you know, I'm a kind of a, a archetypical American story of someone that, that did have the worst things happen and yet managed through, you know, friends and, and building a team and working together and building a community in, in, in lower downtown Denver to, you know, change things. You think Donald Trump should release his taxes? Yeah, absolutely. Of course he should. I mean, that's, I, I am flabbergasted that there's not more pressure by the media on him to, to you know, demand that he were... You know, you may not need much vetting because your book, your new book is a kind of vetting. <laughs> a lot of stories about about growing up very honest, some of them kind of painful. Well, I certainly wanted to have a book that, that you know, warts and all. I wanted people to get a sense of, of well, part of it, I wanted the book for my son, right? That, that my dad died when I was a kid, and I wanted my son to, to know, well, you know, a lot of my stories and this kind of wild life I'd had. But I also, I also thought that I, you know, I've got a story to tell that hopefully others will find useful and that, you know, I kind of was the, the, little, the little nerd that could. You know, if nothing else, that book is a call to action. You know, nerds of the world unite. Uh, geeks come together. You know, you too can play a, an active role in, you know, addressing the challenges of our times. Governor John Hickenlooper, thanks for joining us on Capital Download. No, it's fun. I'm glad I enjoyed it very much.